Are you recording already? I am actually. You should have been. Oh, but I swore, so. Ah, we well can beep it out. Oh, you don't want to do any That's effort. That's effort. Sorry, mate. What are you here for again? Holiday. <coughs> oh, yeah, no, because I've done nothing. Um, <coughs> very sensitive, Trevor. Shut up. It's been, very a sensitive. it's been a long week. Very sensitive. Imagine if you drank. How bad it'd be. Imagine if you drank. I oh, know. That'd, wow. that'd be a nightmare. <laughs> it would be a nightmare. Why is it that you don't drink? Are you afraid of what you become? It's like the Incredible Hulk, you know. You just don't know what you're going to get. Someone said no. to me the other night, why don't you drink? I said, listen, if I have two drinks, I'm, yeah. I'm not myself, and, and I know that. My yeah. self-awareness is enough, and so I don't want to become whatever comes after that I don't, in no, public. I, I don't drink because just that I don't like the taste. I just don't, I don't like it. I like to be in control. And I like to drive, too. I don't like to not be able to drive. So my wife's very happy. My wife uh, calls me Uber because I'm always there to pick her up. <laughs> is there an app for you? All right. Yes, there is, actually. What's it called? Voice button. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She send you a voice, voice button. You no. come driving? <laughs> yeah. That's the next service we're going to launch. Should two we blo- talk about CES now or what? Well, do you want me to start the show? Yeah, go for it. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor are always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 374.3. Thanks to our good friends at Netgear and Uniden. Uh, we are here on the show floor. We're actually over at the Sands Expo, which is a subsidiary convention centre to the LVCC. They call this, is it Tech South, they call this part? Mate, oh, They've divided east, it. This west, tech south. south. Uh, this is Tech West? No, this is Tech, tech Yeah, this is Tech West because tech, tech South is like Mandalay. And what's te- what's the main place? Tech, just Tech, tech Central. <laughs> Tech Central. Tech, it's probably just Tech East. Tech East. Yeah, but yeah. this is enormous. A lot of people come to see us and don't even come here over, yeah, over the I, Venetian. I quite like this. It's well worth making time here. There's a lot of lot of cool companies here. To like me, this is, this is the like. new South Hall. Do you remember yes. five, six years ago, South Hall was where you would go to yeah, find interesting work, little work things. But now they've divided South... Hey, the booths at South Hall are so much bigger, bigger brands. Yeah. Um, I don't think you find as many little nuggets. Hall, South Hall. Two levels and very two levels long. are very long. So yeah. long, yeah, it's like a kilometre long. What's your step count happening? Oh, mate, I'm averaging about fifteen thousand a day. Yeah, I, yesterday was the first day yeah. I went around. It was about fourteen thousand. Minions that could carry around, mate. Isn't that how it works? Do they carry you around? No, mate. You got a little don't. golf cart for yourself, <laughs> or what? Oh, there was discussion about me getting a mobility scooter because of my knee, but oh, I realised. How is your knee, by the way? It's, it's good. How, what happened? How did you do this? Oh, really? Can we talk about this before we get into mate, see Christmas it? Day? We're having a great day at the Outlaws, and we're in the pool. Yep. There's, they've got some big inflatable you know, pool unicorn and pool flamingo and stuff. Kids are mucking pool around. Unicorn. Okay. Yep. Big, big unicorn, and I've I've come to jump onto the pool unicorn. Jackson's Jackson's moved the pool unicorn at the last minute, as my foot touched the unicorn, which pulled my leg out, and so I based my, my the bottom of my leg went out and twisted, and I heard I felt. Did you feel? A I, I felt the I felt what felt like you know cracking your knuckles, um, and I thought oh that, that's not good. You've done your ACL, and uh, it's not ACL, mate, because I can twist. It's uh, it starts with M. It's not median. Uh, anyway, anyway, I, I had skin. Medial, not medial ligament. No, it's 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 something else. There's another meniscus. M. You've done your meniscus. That's it. Yeah, you need a you need an arthroscope. You what, mate? You need an arthroscope. 
So they go in with a keyhole. No, mate, that's not happening. Scrape, scrape your cartilage back. No, mate, she's all good. It's it's all, no, it's not. It'll recover. It's I'll fine. I'll do a little knee test. I still reckon you've done your ACL. I'll do, I know to do the test to do to see if you've got an a, a, a anterior <laughs> cruciate ligament. We're, we're not going to sit at the Sands Expo and do a knee test. <laughs> it's going to require you taking your pants off. Is that oh, okay? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, so we didn't get the mobility scooter because I like taking the mickey out of those people. So uh, that would have... George Costanza in that episode. Remember that? Yeah. 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 That was the funniest car chase in history of TV. Remember when they were on the mobility? The two of them on the, the scooters, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. It's up there in Seinfeld terms with the uh, the wheelchair episode. Remember the yes. uh, the dodgy, cheap wheelchair? Yes. Yeah, and, and it's also up there with the Curb Your Enthusiasm. You watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. Oh, mate, if you like Seinfeld, you'll love Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't want to. I don't want to. I just want to keep there's it a pure. Great, uh, there's a great episode where... Larry David's flirting with this girl in a cafe and they're sort of looking at each other and they, they're chatting away and he, and he sort of kind of asks her out on a date. And then she wheels herself out from, the, from behind the table. He didn't know that she was, she was a wheelchair, a wheelie. And it's the funniest, most... Like, is, is it up yeah, there like, with, she's bald? Yes, it is, yes. And he's talking about how he's got, he's got to play golf the next day, he's got a sore back. He goes, no, I never walk. Walking's overrated. He tells, his, <laughs> he tells the woman in a wheelchair. She says, she says oh, I'd love to be able to walk. He goes, no, don't worry, it's overrated. Don't worry about it. It's overrated. Right, I don't know how we got onto that. But anyway, yeah. speaking of not walking, um, you could fly. Um, so the thing, yes. I, I keep... And now I spend a lot of time in the North Hall, but I just keep coming and walking past the Bell Flight, Bell Helicopter Nexus. Stand, because the Bell Nexus Air Taxi is just the most impressive thing I've seen sitting at CES. It's just so good. It's, it's just, so huge, it's yeah. just so futuristic. Yeah. It's so big. It's not a model. It's a real scale concept. Um, it's a, it's, think helicopter body um, with slight kind of like wings with six rotors two on the yeah. back big that's what that's my favorite part is the back just big two yeah. rotors on the back four around the the sides and they uh, they twist they tilt so that they can be vertical or horizontal um, propulsion flight vertical takeoff and, and landing vertical takeoff and landing and, and then horizontal propulsion so that they're getting more speed in the air so it would go faster than a helicopter in air so the, the uh, we spoke to the guys on the stand there and they were saying this is the like the urban transportation solution for the i think they're saying mid 2020s before 2025 they want to have it in, yeah, in, in autonomous in so they, uh, they don't want to have it autonomous by 2025 they just want to have it in the air 2025 fair call but um I think it's got a top speed of 280 kilometres an hour, range of about 300 kilometres. And you sat in it, didn't you? It's, yeah. it's like a four, like a back, back of a car, like four seats, pilot seat, um, and really, really space age, isn't it? Yeah, because this is all about Uber Elevate. So Uber Elevate is a concept where you would fly into, say, let's say we flew into Melbourne Tullamarine. We'd go to the Uber Elevate port yeah. and you know you on your app you'd literally, you'd, you'd literally you'd well, literally they won't they won't call it a helipad that's the thing <laughs> they'll call they don't it a, call it a drone though either they're not calling it a drone no. they're because they're a helicopter company hey eh, bill that's right yeah. and it's, it's also not autonomous yet right so you'd go to the uber you'd, you'd call an uber on your thing and it'd say do you want to like do you want to get there via the tullamarine freeway in 40 minutes or do you want to get there faster yeah. and you go you want to get there faster and the option would be it's basically like you take legs and so you'd book that and you'd go to the uber port and which might be at, you know outside uh, the Hilton at the airport yeah. or something, right? And you'd get on to this one of these kind of uh, vehicles, and it would fly you to say, um, I don't know, Fed Square or yeah, you know down a central down, destination. Yeah, down down near the tennis centre or something, right? Yeah. And then you would get out, and, and your app would instruct you to then wait for your Uber car, which would take you into the city to Collins yeah. Street. Do you know what I mean? Like the the concept is so that like little hubs. Yeah. Exactly, they create transportation hubs out of um, using flight for the. 
the bulk of the journey, the bulk of the, the traffic, you know, because the traffic's the killer. You don't want to be in traffic. Yeah, so well, flying over traffic is, is the thing. But the, uh, they're also talking not only for urban transportation, but they're talking medical uh, military, all these, yeah, all mean, these different. The other solutions. thing is, they look at it and go, "This is a, this is yeah, a, an aircraft. This is an aircraft we could yeah. use in other ways." Yeah. But the longer term plan is the autonomous nature of it. You know, they, they don't even call the person in the front the pilot; they call them the. Operator it's just nah. They call them something stupid like you know, the, chief navigator or some bull the, like that. Uh, the Nexus reminds me of. Have you seen Terminator Two? No. At the start of Terminator 2, you know, the Skynet choppers, the copters have a similar design with the the rotors that tilt around. So is this this could be Skynet. That's what this could be Skynet. But, so that, we saw that uh, like a couple of days before the show opened. It was huge. It was mind-blowing. What I missed in, in the excitement about that was literally, I don't know, 10, 15 metres from that, a yacht. Yeah. Like, like I mean... We, we saw that yesterday too. The, like, the so two years ago in the South Hall, walking along, there's a huge uh, bus which in, in American terms is an RV, a uh, huge bus with a helicopter on the roof. And it was a, it was a company called Furion. And it turns out they're Aussie, Aussie brothers uh, who created this company called Furion and they do um, uh, everything for RVs. They started out just making appliances and electronics for RVs. So a TV, if you put an LG TV into an RV, it's going to be beautiful, but is that LG TV made to sustain the vibrations of the road and, you know, will it... Will it fail so they make they make electronics and 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 even now appliances for rvs and things so they also now clearly do yachts mate this thing i don't know how many foot it is but it's bloody enormous it's It's like it's a b double size you know truck size it's enormous and it's sitting on the show floor the first thing i saw i saw it i think my first thought was how the hell they get that in there yeah it must be on a trailer. It's sitting, yeah, it's sitting, it's on, it's sitting on, on a trailer and it's cut with the trailers. It's skirt around it. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah. it is... But I, I, I hazard a guess on how much it's going to cost. That'd be, that'd be 20 mil I was going to say, it's a 20 to 30, 30 million dollar yacht. And it looks beautiful. Oh, it's, it's just it's, it's, Instead of beautiful. buying a house, you can buy a boat. Or, or, or instead of buying multiple houses. Or yeah. a boat. That's right. So then yesterday, I go down to the South Hall. And the South Hall, again, we talked about earlier, it's slightly smaller um, in terms of the booze and things. And we thought, like, down the back... Um, I think on the lower level, down the back, and I'm walking by and I see a John Deere sign. And I said to the stig who was with me, I said, mate, I've got to go over there. I've got to know what that is, like what's over there. And I walk in and there's a combine harvester. Now, mate, they're not small. A proper big, with the header on it and everything, proper big combine harvester sitting there. Did and you, Did you think you were a farming simulator, playing a farming simulator? Again? My first thought was, I wonder if you go in the cabin, because there was people queuing up, I wonder if farming simulator's running in there. I thought, that's what, that was my first thought. Anyway, there was no farming simulator anywhere on the stand, but that you're, was... You're a fan of the game, though, right? <clears throat> Big fan, yeah. yeah. I just don't have the time for it, but, mate, it was cool. Cause I, so I got up in it, and it, it's all electronic, like it's all screens, and it's autonomous. So, I mean, and this that is not, sense. it's not a concept. This, this, it's actually on sale. It's a, it's a thing go. that yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like, they're like, just so you know, this is not some futuristic thing. This is just our combine harvester now. Yeah, you can buy it today. Did you know, <laughs> like half a million bucks too, which I think is quite reasonable for a massive combine harvester. Um, combine harvesters can be basically set to, you know, be autonomous in the sense that they go back and forth, but they also learn. Like, so John Deere now sees himself as a technology company. Not as many you know old school companies yeah. do, just that has manufacturing capabilities. But a combine harvester today can actually learn about a property, a farm, and and adjust itself based on that. I mean that's that kind of stuff is the kind of stuff that literally just blows my mind. Just another example of the big things we've seen at CES. 
Well, uh, let's switch gears a bit, mate, and yep. talk uh, Telstra. They were in town. So we saw actually we saw Andy Penn, the Telstra CEO, at the Bell Nexus yeah. on the stand. Yeah. He he did a little uh, little Instagram post, and uh, we they they had their own press as they have the last few years. They had a press conference and talking about five G. Now the la- I'll be brutally honest. The last few years they've had a little conference here. There's been no story. Hmm. They've just said here we are. We're we're talking to people and excited about the future. And there was no story. Yesterday was a similar case where they, they said, oh, yeah, there will be smartphones on the Telstra network in the first half of 2019. And everyone went, okay, which ones? Mm. We're not telling it. We're not going to tell you. Mm. So it was, look at us. We're doing 5G. They rattled off all their achievements so far. It, did but then, feel, it ended feeling like the last yeah, couple of like, years. Oh, okay, well done. No, like, scoop, of course you're going to be on 5G. We, we're aware of your plans. You've been yeah. talking about it for a very long time. It's not really a shock. But the sort of to, to I then immediately tried to speculate. Okay, which are the partners that are going to be offering a smartphone in the mm. first half of 2019? Now we ourselves we've speculated it won't be till the second half of 2019. So that rule, I immediately ruled out Apple. They're not going to have a new iPhone out till the end of the year. And then got to chatting to some contacts and thought, okay, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I've found out that it's going to be definitely LG offering a handset, HTC, Samsung. Although it won't be the Galaxy S10, they will be in there, and Oppo. They're the, they're the four that I can say, like ninety percent sure, are going to be the, uh, the the devices that will work on Telstra's five G network in the first half of the year. Which which basically points the uh, the finger for us now up to MWC in Barcelona because it means that those phones essentially need to be announced there. Yeah. Right? Those phones, Samsung, whether they announce them there or after or before them, but. Mobile World Congress is... I've been in Mobile World Congress, I think this will be my four, fourth year. Yep. And in the first year, though, there was 5G was the talk, right? Yeah. So f- this, But remember, Mobile World Congress is a business convention yeah. more than more than consumer. So we're fi- it's four years later, we're now at a point where we're talking consumer handsets and phones, yep. and that will be what happens from Mobile World yeah. Congress. Well, LG at this, at CES in their uh, press conference, made no secret of the fact they are releasing a 5G device mm. ASAP. And so putting two or two together, and it's been confirmed by my friends at LG that, yes, they are one of the devices. Uh, HTC also, because they've already been working with Telstra on a 5G mobile device. So yeah, the you, mobile hotspot. You kind of, it's a no-brainer they're going to give them a phone as well. Yeah. So, uh, Which, no, by the way, no is model good, details either. Big thing for HTC because they have struggled to get handsets into Telstra yeah, for many exactly years. Right. Well, I think that it was a good move that they've had their device ready and that Telstra said, yep, we'll, we'll take you. And, and by the way, these are going to be all Telstra exclusive. So no other telco has announced anything like this. These devices are going to be available only on Telstra, through Telstra stores and also work only on the Telstra 5G and 4G network. Yeah, I wonder, uh, I wonder if that's an exclusivity period. Or for how long? Because essentially, you know, let's say Telstra launches those phones in April, May, you know, there's no reason why Optus and Vodafone can't have them in, you know, yeah, I think or July, August. It was a, I think it was just a race to be first. Telstra just wanted to own it. It was always to going to be. You, you tell that for, yeah. for months now, years. Of course, yeah, of course. I think Telstra just wanted to have another another first thing to yeah. boast about. Which, yeah, good on them. They're working hard. Uh, but I, I no no idea on the pricing of the plans. No idea even on the devices, whether what how big they are, screen sizes. None of the specs are available, so we don't know anything there. Mm. Uh, we do. We will know one thing. There, there will 
will be fast on the network. They're going to be yeah. super quick. But yeah. apart from that, zero other detail. All right. We do it all thanks to the good people at uh, Netgear and Uniden. If you're looking for some home security, Uniden got you covered. If you're looking for Wi-Fi, Netgear's yep. got you covered. Now, Stephen... Intel always uh, have a booth out opposite Hisense, in fact. Yes. Um, th- their booth is their, very their different this year. Has been in the same spot for as long as I can remember. Yeah, we well, used to be opposite Microsoft because Microsoft, well, when, Microsoft they, when they exhibited, well, where, was where there. Hisense That's is, it. is where Microsoft yeah, used to yeah. be. Um, and, you know, lots of, they, they do amazing. See, Intel don't have a product, they have in integration across a bunch of things. So they do a lot of little demonstrations of stuff. The only one that really took my mind was a Rubik's Cube. I know it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> But the, solve a Rubik's cube. The Rubik's cube. My son could do a Rubik's cube, so I'm looking at it Me going, well, this is interesting. And, uh, and the Rubik's cube, though, sitting there was black. All sides were black. Okay, that's easy to finish. And they called it a tactile augmented reality experience, which to me, uh, I could... Tactile augmented reality experience. It's reality. Like, hello. Yeah, it's just the real it. world. Anyway, it. so what it is... Is it's uh, the obviously the mechanisms in uh, in the Rubik's cube are computerized and they're paired with a with a with a computer, and either through virt- uh, augmented reality goggles or up on a screen, which is what we were doing, looking at a screen, you see the the Rubik's cube with its colours on the screen, and what you twist and turn in front of you reflects on the screen instantly. Yep. It, it's ridiculous in terms of just doing solving a Rubik's cube. It's silly because you're like, why don't you put the stickers on the thing, right? It's easier. But a lot of people then, just peel the stickers off. <clears> oh, my kids just pull the bricks off and put them back on. Um, then they put it in learning mode. Now the thing is, it, in, in any state, it tells you how how mucked up it is, like how mucked up the Rubik's cube is, because I mucked it up for a bloke and got it to four point seven, which is like it only goes up to five. So yeah. I mucked it up big time for him. Nice. But then you put it in learning mode and it shows you which moves to make. So it says, do this, do this, do this, do this. And yeah. so I solved the Rubik's Cube in like, I don't know, you did. a few with, minutes with the help of Intel, with the helps of, with the help yeah. of Intel and, and well, Nokia. It's a Nokia that's product. A, that's a good example of the sort of computing power because I, I can remember, I, I remember, and you're going to bag me because of how old I am now, but you, I remember. Stephen, oh, I'm offended. Do you? What are you saying? <laughs> I remember when You're a Rubik's, handsome young man. <laughs> I remember when Rubik's Cube. It happens first, to be 10 years older than me. Uh, not quite 10 years, but near enough. We, uh, I remember in the early 80s when the Rubik's Cube first hit and the, the, the huge fad it was. It was massive. And I, I, I learned how to do it. I learned how to solve it. And I remember in that learning, knowing that there was like 48 million combinations potentially to the thing. So in this example, it's a great, it's a great way to show the computational power where it can work out, even despite there being all those millions of combinations, how to do it. Yeah. Uh, I was also a little, a bit, a little bit of an entrepreneur back then. I used to charge my schoolmates to solve their puzzles, to solve their cues for them. So at lunchtime, it'd be like 20 cents, I'd solve it for them. Take like you know, a minute, not even. There'd be a line of people. I'd, I'd make two bucks every lunchtime making solving people's Rubik's cubes. Is that what stopped you getting bashed, or what? what, what no, we? I was doing the bashing at school as well. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't bullied at school. I was now. I wasn't a bully. That's not right. I, I was in the footy team, mate. No one. No one was bossing me around. <laughs> you were in the footy How about team, yourself, mate. You're in the, oh, I was getting bashed. <laughs> you're no, you're, you're in the footy. Your head down the yeah. toilet if I was at school with you for sure. There's no way we'd be doing a podcast today if we went to school today. I'll give you give you a gold-plated guarantee. Yeah. We would have been on like, a dunking in the boy in the toilet. Yeah, board. Mate. We would have been toilets. on polar opposite ends of the yeah. school, uh, no doubt. In my, I might have mind. taken you under my wing, mate. I would have looked after you. Don't yeah, mind. Boy, how many people <laughs> did you take under your wing? <laughs> so, uh, look, another uh, what I've noticed we, we've already spoken about five G. Obviously, home entertainment is massive, but you just can't. 
help notice there's so much to do with autonomous driving here. And a little little story for you. I was uh, what called a, a lift the other day, so you know, the alternative to Uber. And it was I needed to go from the Mandalay Bay back to my hotel at the Park MGM. And it gave me the option of getting an autonomous lift. And I would have got it because I was in a real hurry to get back. It said it was going to take another half an hour, but I was in a real hurry. But I have read online that some people have, have taken this option. There, were, there are people in the front seat, but they're just there to observe. But they're, there's or, they're, they're already offering these autonomous drives. Mm. Here at the show, of course, the, being such a tech focus, every like it seems that like, I know that LG and Microsoft have made a partnership mm. for their autonomous. Like LG have an actual automotive section to yeah. the business. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Microsoft are, as well. Every other company, Intel, Nvidia, BlackBerry, Everyone's QNX, got to play. So it just sort of it, it made you realise that the the companies that are going to make autonomous driving a reality aren't your Fords and General Motors and companies like that. It's the tech companies because Ford can make a car, well, just they just say, can't make the tech. Well, that's the beautiful part about it is yeah. just it's companies realising that you know what? How about we do what we do best and you come and do yeah. what you do best and help us work together, right? Because then you go to Kia, the Kia stand here. There's no Kia cars there. There's just these little pods. And what they're saying is radio. So now our challenge now is to work out what the hell do you do in the space? Right? So you've got this space inside a vehicle, which has been designed for years with seats, yeah, steering wheel, gear shift. Yeah. And da, da, da. What do we do now? What do we do next? You know, in 10, 15, 20, 30 years, whatever it is away, what, what do we do inside a car? Um, what, are the, what, what are the things that happen? Nissan more than a bit ridiculous. Nissan uh, are working on a concept, or they're just showing a concept, but they're not really working on it, I don't know, where you use augmented reality, augmented reality um, glasses and you bring someone into the car with you. Uh, mate, augmented reality. I'm just like, if I'm driving along on my own and I needed to talk to Stephen, I'd just call you. But th- they think that I'd call you and you'd appear as a hologram sitting next to me. Unless you're Claudia Schiffer, that's not happening. Call Angelina Jolie. We both went to the same place there. Yeah, exactly. I understand. Uh, One interesting thing, I went by the Mercedes-Benz stand too. They had their electric vehicle there. And, of course, their autonomous play they were talking about. But I also was happy to say they've got touchscreens now. Yeah, did you get get the EQs? Is this a touchscreen? He goes, yeah. I said, how long you had touchscreens for? He goes, oh, last year. I said, okay, I don't think so. They've finally seen the light, Mercedes-Benz. So what did you think of the EQC? Yeah, I, I quite liked it. Yeah, big car, not not a little car, but no, uh, so no, very stylish. So good to see that they're on on that track. It could be an EVs. Car. Did you and just on EVs? Tesla announced they're no longer going to make a seventy-five kilowatt battery cars. That's going to be, I think, the base model is now going to be hundred. So expect to see a hundred and twenty. I think maybe a. I hope they bring the price of the 100 down then. Well, I don't think so. But that's the problem, right? Yeah, the the, the so. but bulk of people buying the 70, yeah. 75s Unless over time. Do. Yeah, well, if they do, I'll be upset because I've, I've got my 75D. Unless they can do it like a, in a few years' time, like a battery upgrade, which might, might be possible to, to change no, it. Over. I'm talking about new owners. The, oh, yeah. the entry level, like. Well, 75 is the entry let, level. Let's not, let's not beat around the bush. Yeah. Would you have bought a 100D no. if it was the entry level? No, you wouldn't uh, have got well, a Tesla. It, depending on the, on the price. So 100D 100 no, would have put it out of my price range. Yeah, that's yeah. my point, Way right? Yeah. It just seems a completely yeah. ridiculous it, thing to do. It doesn't seem to me that Tesla's the sort of company that's going to just suddenly drop the 100 down to the price of the 75. Yeah. Elon yeah. Musk also Never. said that the Roadster would fly. So, yeah. 
you know, <laughs> the cannabis rules over here are really kicking in. You know, it's legal in this state. Yes, you know? mate, I'm well aware. You walk around, yeah. it's like Can it's you... just breathing cannabis. It's yeah. disgusting. I know you're a fan of chocolate, right? We're going to talk yeah. about it yeah. something later, but you know, you can buy pot that's in chocolate. You can buy like chocolate Listen, pot. I'd love to see. I'd like I, to see you eat that and this, video the effects. I went into a cannabis dispensary last year, really, to see what the hell it was. And mate, you can buy anything with cannabis. Yeah, like like it's crazy, too. right? Gummies. Uh, just bears. speak to our fellow journalists. Um, <laughs> the mate, and they only take cash. Funny enough, so they're like oh, oh. a real drug dealer. They only take cash. No, they, well, they are a drug dealer. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, they only take cash, so right. they've kind of brought the tradition. We walked out of the Venetian the last night, went to get our car, <laughs> and while we were standing waiting, it was just like pot smokers, and I'm just saying, I'm not in yeah. Amsterdam. What the hell? Mate, it's legal. It's I don't legal. care. It's you can disgusting. fire up a doobie right here. Fire up a doobie. <laughs> Actually, it's not in here. You were inside. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> right out there then. Yeah, right out there. there. Right out here. Anyway, moving on from cannabis uh, yeah. to chocolate. So. Yeah. We've seen plenty of 3D printers, and uh, there have been food 3D printers some over very, time. Just some amazing quality 3D printers. Did you have a look at how good they have are? Have you seen the Polaroid one? No. Down at Sony. Oh, you're not going, are you going back to the show today? Yeah. Yeah, so down at Sony, there's a Polaroid one launched this week in Europe. Only Europe, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. But they had these uh, little dinosaurs on a keychain. Now, when I say dinosaur, I mean it's like a skeleton. So the head and then the next bone, the next bone, just a little fish or do- whatever. Yeah. Anyway, and it, and it moves. So you jangle the head and the rest of the body moves. It's, it's not pieces put together. It was printed that way. Wow. Like it was printed as pieces put together. I just went, mate, I don't know what you're talking about. And I watched it. Anyway, excellent 3D printers. Yeah. And then you go to the South Hall and there's like hundreds of the freaking things. Oh, they're so big. And, and the stuff they print is like, oh, oh, they printed, uh, I think it was like a, like some plumbing, some piping and everything with the thread and everything in it. Yeah. Like, wow. But then I saw one, uh, I saw a bike, you know those pens with been pen 3D yes. printers? So they're interesting. The, so they squirt out the, the 3D like the printers do, but you know, with your hand and you've got to draw it. And then they, it says, world's first chocolate 3D oh, printing pen. And I went, hello. Was, that was a tractor beam for you. So I've, I've grabbed it and I've, I've written or drawn or whatever. And he's put it in the fridge for me because I wanted to try it straight away. We were doing a piece. And, mate, it was chocolate. It was, it was edible. Like you could draw anything. And, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but think about this now and from a restaurateur perspective yes. or a pastry chef and stuff. They've now got the ability to, you know, do some really creative things with people's names, with logos, with how all those easy, kind of easy things. Was it to do? Easy, was it? it's just drawing. And, and, and looked, looked a good result looked all right. Oh, look, it was, I had I had a crack first go. I wrote yeah. the word today, and you know, I squiggled it kind of thing. Squiggled each line because I didn't just want a single thread of yeah. the stuff. I squiggled it, mate. But you watch the other people doing there, you know, doing beautiful stuff. Like, it's a proper product, it's on sale, it's like a hundred bucks, and you don't have to buy proprietary chocolate, you can just put chocolate in it, and and it's like a, a, you know those hot glue guns? Yes. They warm up, so it's essentially, you put it in, it takes like 30 minutes, and then it's ready, so it melts it, and off you go. Chocolate 3D printing pen, Stephen. Okay. That's what we chocolate, come to CES for. Chocolate printing pen to the, a foldable phone. We we, we kind of know that foldable devices are coming later this year, but there's one here. Did you see it? The, the, the Royale. Royale? Or it's Royale. Ro- Stupid boy. Uh, anyway, it was... Um, it looked to me, the, when you first looked at it, it looks like a wallet. It looked like a wallet that... And you know, you, you know you, our normal phone screens are sort of... There's a gloss and a shine to them. This had a screen. It, it reminded me of a Kindle screen, but mm-hmm. color. Yep. So it was sort of that matte look to it, but still a digital screen. Mm. So you, you have it in your hand, and because the, the screen curves around the outside of the device, the, the bit that's, that's facing away from you is turned off. Yep. So the, the screen's on, but it's not active. Then as soon as you turn it on, 
the, that, the, that becomes the back and then that, that becomes inactive. And then you can then oh, fold it open and then you get, I think it was about a seven inch screen. Yeah. So kind of opposite to how, you know, it's, Samsung it's had their directly opposite yeah. to the, to the Samsung yeah. concept. So Samsung have, has it so that you open it up rather than open it out. So here, this had the screen on the outside, whereas Samsung screen is going to be on the inside. Samsung's concept <clears throat> is in some way logical to me. So you open, you've got your normal smartphone, you open it like a book when you want a bigger screen. This thing is just a, like just like a pissing contest. It's like we can do it, yeah. and we did it. Yeah. Here it is. And but, it, but it's only one screen though, so it, it takes right. it takes the front. So if you when it's folded, it's it also only quite has a thick, bulky bit of kit. It reminded me of, like I said, of a wallet. You know, when you're that sort of the curved shape of a wallet. What are you, George Costanza? It's yes. a big wallet. Yeah, it's like a George Costanza wallot. Exactly that. Because, mate, when you they... open it up, how big is your wallet? When they do, do you carry a wallet? When they do folding screens like that. Uh, okay, because so I'm no very cash, sure. You're no cash no. man, are you? No. Well, you can't go. How are you going to go to the dispensary then? Well, mate, no I'm cash, not. Mate. Okay? No cash, I've already told you I hate this stuff. Okay. Yeah, but I uh, know this, the, the phone, uh, it, it was... Fairly, you know, very responsive, and, and we've done a video on, on Tech Guide with it, and it's, uh, I think, a, a nice little concept. The, the one thing about it, a cool feature of having the dual screen was that, say, I'm taking a photo of you. Why are you taking a photo of me? No, but it, say I was, right? Why? And just, Why are you taking a photo of me? <laughs> it's just creepy, just man. For the example, I would say I'm going to take a photo of you, right? And then I could face the screen to you, and you could see how you look in the screen. So you could sort of pose, and so you can, you know, it, it'd be like you taking. I a could selfie. pose, so you can see what you want to what you want to look like. Anyway, oh, so you're saying, yeah, because you're seeing it, and oh, so yeah, so you, the screen's active. facing you, and and the camera's active, so you can actually see yourself in the screen how you're going to look like. Seems like, like a stretch to me. Yeah, but that's another advantage of having a dual screen. The whole. Prepared to say no one's going to buy one of those Royale bloody things apart well, they, from apart from people who want to hold onto it as being the first yeah, of a thing. Of course, but like, I wouldn't mind one it's just for my my little museum of things. Because in ten years from now, we'll look back and go, "Remember that first foldable screen?" <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, although, do you think you'll you'll probably you remember that old foldable uh, screen? Mate. It was. Uh, <laughs> she be like, said, she was, said. What, when are you hitting retirement village? Like sixty? What? Are you joking, mate? <laughs> she said, "I'm getting back to the to the topic now." She said that it, it's hopefully going to be released in North America by the end of the year, and of course, end of this year, depending on the carriers. Yeah, depending on the carriers. That's that's, that's they've just given themselves twelve months. No, but it, it, Samsung's it, announcing China. theirs in like the next three months. No, well, China's going to be out in the next in the next couple of months. Mate, no carrier, no carrier will take that thing yeah. you saw yesterday. It's rubbish. Yeah. Anyway, would you buy that thing as no, a consumer? It's I rubbish, but it's interesting. It, it, I think it's it's the great. Good, it's interesting, but it's first, rubbish. Great first look at Eureka Park. A lot of rubbish down there. Yeah. If you want some more rubbish, all right, mate. All right, done. I'm done. Oh, I'm done he's pulled the pin. The he's pulled the pin. He's I'm done. Talking about it. Well, Stephen, uh, we're, so we're going to go and see the good people at Ecovax Robotics, who uh, actually. And you haven't you seen it yet. They they're just in here, like is. literally, they're right, right inside this door. Um, they've got this, and like, because you know, an Ecovacs robot vacuum, you know, yes. little thing on the ground. This, it, it's the same kind of form factor, same kind of shape with the little lidar on top, but it's like two foot tall, right. and it's an air purifier. Right. And so the concept so is the, house, the concept is brilliant. You put a Dyson air purifier in the corner, and it's beautiful. It's Comes on when it needs to and stuff, but actually creates a bubble of purified air either in the corner for a yeah. cheap one or in that room maybe for the Dyson. But what about the other room? What are the other? So this thing, rather than buying six air purifiers, this thing maps your home like the other ones, and you can say, well, that's my kid's room. He's got dust mite allergies, and, and actually so do move, that one more. Goes where it's needed. Goes where it needs to go. Yeah, goes where it needs to go smart. more and more. It's a great little so thing. What, what do you do, though, right? I'll give you an example here. What do you do if you see the air purifier approaching you? 
Is he, 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 uh, well, you say, you say pardon. It wasn't me. And you can't blame the dog anymore. You say, <laughs> oh, sorry. Like imagine, like, imagine that you're sitting there with your missus and the air purifier is coming towards you. Yeah. You think, oh. Comes to you. Awkward. At, at the dinner table, Awkward. when one of the kids goes, whoopsie. <laughs> whoopsie. And they, they, whoopsie all, and they all say, no, it wasn't me. Yeah. And unfortunately, mate, you all smell different, so we know who it was. Okay. But the air purifier yeah. sits next air to the person that was. Year, it's like going, hello, it was it's him. It's a total give up, isn't it? It's going to give you straight up. It's going to sit next to Harry all the time. You think so? Yeah. But that, uh, but uh, Damien and the team, uh, they believe that'll good come to Australia this year. It's an air purifier. So. Just as we, before we wrap up, I'll just share a bit of information. Where we're sitting right now, back years ago when CES and the porn show used to overlap, the porn show used to be held right in here. It was right, I'm down in Hall A. How is it that you know that? I've been. I went a couple of times. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I went there. I really didn't expect you to say that. Got accreditation. I thought, yeah, I'm going to check this out. So, and, and where we're sitting right now, I, I kid you not, right, the, the, like CES would end here. We're outside Hall B at the Sands. So right here, there'd be a big picture of a Panasonic TV and, and all that other stuff. And right there would be a 25-foot photo of a porn star and all of their paraphernalia on that side, literally next to each other. So, and there'd be signs saying, your CES badge does not get qualify you to come into the yeah. porn show. You've got to, you've got to uh, get accreditation. And they'd give you, you know how we've got a badge that we can just take off and swap with yeah. people, although it's got a photo on it now. You used to get a badge and you used to get a wristband. So you couldn't, you had to have both of them to get in. So you can't just give your badge to someone else. So yeah. Ahead of the game, the old porn show. Well, let's see, 15, 14 years ago when I was first here, but not for CES, but yeah. for my wedding, yes. which was just happened to be around the time of CES, I, I remember being at the Mandalay Bay. We went down there to go to like Shark Reef and, you know, yeah. tourists. And I remember what, Mandalay Bay is one of those places when you come in, you go through the casino and the, the hallways are quite wide, you know, that kind of uh, brick marble yeah. walking around. And you got, it's a long walk down to the Shark Reef. And I, and I do distinctly remember thinking, wow, there's a lot of... Um, well, busty women around here, isn't there, you know? And not yeah. distracted at all. Yeah. And then uh, a couple of years later, coming yeah. to CES and everyone, because when well, my first CES, it, it was one of the first times that they didn't overlap. Did no, and so it was all the talk that, done. for all the talk was AVN, that they, they don't the overlap. AVN Awards, AVN, and, and if you were staying, I used to stay at the Venetian, and they'd all stay there as well. So all the bars in the Venetian just had all these, uh, these people there that you think, oh, I wonder what industry she works in. But uh, it was very, very interesting. But no, no, wow. seriously, I went, the year I went was when Blue What happens, Blue What, what right? when you go no, in? No, well, no, there's all stands and there's all like the porn stars. What's at the stand? No, but there's, there's the porn stars. What and, are they doing? They're just up there signing all. So it's like Comic Con where you just. Yeah. just with all that. So people, fans get in there, you can buy merch. They had like a sex robot in there and all this other tech in there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting because it fans was. Fans can only pay for autographs, right? That's right. And, and, and because Nevada has a no nudity law, you can't be nude in Nevada in public. And so all the porn stars had, the whole world had, all, have that law. had all the pasties on there. Like they were nearly nude, but they had the pasties on their... On their uh, you were the pasties. Yeah, but you know what I mean? They were covering up their nipples. They couldn't be seen like that. But there was a surprising number, though, of couples in there. It wasn't just all men in raincoats. There was, there were, it, it was couple, a lot of couples in there. So there was men and women with their partners, and, and good on them. But what I was going to so say... Is the same as Sexpo in Sydney? Yeah, similar. But You've been to that, have you? I have, yes. Oh, but the, the, um, the, at the time, though, it was ro- the battle between HD, DVD, and Blu-ray was going on. He's taking this very seriously. No, no, but yeah. the, 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 remember, like, you know, 35 the, years the, ago... The myth, or the, sorry, the... Uh, I don't know if it is myth, but the... 
the, the story goes that uh, the VHS and beta battle was won by VHS because, because the, the porn, porn industry exactly right. chose VHS. And Blu-ray kind of had a, say, the same influence because they were thinking, okay, we want it to be you know, full HD and look better. And, and, and the porn industry, they took, went towards Blu-ray and that was kind of helped that, that battle as well. They, that, they played a small part in it. Yeah, the good old days. <laughs> Thanks to our good, fr- words, thanks to our good, good friends at Netgear and Uniden. Wow. We really went down a rabbit hole there. Um, you know, the, all the Hey Google people walking around, there's people dressed in yes. white clown suits, yeah, basically. Yeah, overalls, yeah. Um, but they're, they're pretty useless Google assistants. <laughs> Would you say? Well, mate, I'll try you know, Why don't we walk up to one of them and say, who's the Prime Minister of Australia? And they'll go, I don't know. Well, so, I, so I was filming this story yesterday for the Today Show, and I said to Rob, I said, yeah, because sometimes you see like 20 of them running around going, yeah, having a party and stuff. Yeah. I said, we should, Kool-Aid, we should find one or a group, and we'll, we'll, we'll ask if I can say, hey, Google, who do you wake up with? And they say, I wake up with today. Right? I thought oh, that would be just a great way to end. Plug. I thought it would be a great way Shameless. to end the segment, okay. right? Okay. Anyway, mate, 20 minutes, there's a woman on the phone to PR. I said, listen. I've got to go. She goes, oh, I've just got off the phone. I'm really sorry. We can't do that. I they said, fine, talk. I'll they go ask Alexa. You. Oh, did you get <laughs> that on camera? Out. No. <laughs> but, like, it was just... You should have up and a walk out. But, mate, yeah. You should have thrown the mic out and off. Oh, uh, yeah. They pro- she'd probably run away if we had a microphone <laughs> and went, out, went and asked her who's the Prime Minister of Australia. But uh, Just go, hey, Google. I wonder if they'd turn around. Do they say, hey, Google? Would they turn around and talk to you? I, I would assume they're getting heckled quite a lot. Oh, okay. Did you, you look ridiculous? ball machine outside the CS? Yeah. They had that at IFA. Yeah, right. And, and the, what is it? So you win a prize, do you? you you've yeah. got to line up. Mate, and... the prize pigs here are worse than radio. Like, <laughs> there's, not, there's not a lot on offer here. Like, it's actually quite surprising when you, uh-huh. you have something or get given something. You don't leave with a goodie bag here at CES, right? Yeah. So at Belkin, for example, they do the screen protectors. They've got their Invisiglass, and they do free screen protectors. Yeah. The queue is, like, outside their booth and down a corridor. And then you got this Google thing where you like a gumball machine. You get a yeah. get a particular color. You win a certain prize. Massive, just line. crazy Two lines. Or something, it's like, aren't you people here for work? Shouldn't you be looking yeah. at the booths and stuff? What, what are you doing? First thing in the morning before the show started, there's already a massive crowd of people there. I know it's really not to win a, like a forty dollar Google Home. Yeah, but like even <laughs> at STM yesterday, they had a gumball machine there, yeah. and the same thing. If you get the right color, you get a certain thing. People love that stuff. People love I, a freebie. I, I've got a gumball. Yeah, I've got a gumball. They were often cases too, the element cases too on the STM stand. Yeah, that's, well, the, that was what the gumball machine Shout out was doing. to uh, Aussie companies, by the way. STM are here. Signet. Signet, yeah, went to see my mate Michael Broadhurst at Signet, who used to work for Pioneers, now at Signet. Yeah. So shout out to him. He, uh, he's got some cool stuff coming, coming our way, including, and I don't know if this is uh, under embargo, but uh, I, uh, no, I won't say, but in, ca- in case it is, uh, there is a product they're going to release that's way outside what they normally do. Yeah. yeah. Mode of transportation, perhaps. Oh, so you've just given it up there. Thanks, mate. No, mate, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. It could be a hoverboard. <laughs> yeah, hoverboard. That could be, be nice. a bloody helicopter. That would be nice, yeah. Imagine that. Okay, well, that was, anyway, that was Trevor said that. Just lastly, <laughs> speaking of mode of transportation, uh, oh, you won't really get out in LA. You'll just go straight through the airport. Did you know, you know, we got the lime scooters and we had yeah. the birds. We, we did, we, we we did the lime scooters. Yeah, we got the bird. Um, did you know Uber has scooters? Really? Yeah, so in LA... Um, there's Uber scooters, or there's a, it's a brand, and it says available on Uber. And so you're in the app, and you go oh, up the top, there's an extra button that says, like, do you want a ride or a scoot? I can't remember what it said. but And you choose, you, you can do the Lime scooter style stuff in the Uber app. And they're branded Uber. They're branded something else, but it's on the, on the foot pedal, it says, 
hire me yeah, with Uber. Are they electric? Same kind of scooters, yeah, yeah. In San Jose. Exactly. Something. Nice. Anyway, we've that digressed. Was quite a day, wasn't it? The, the lime scooters. That was fun, wasn't it? Remember, we, remember, we were just at night and they just stopped yeah, and we're like, yeah. "Oh, these things are rubbish. They're crap." No, and then, the, and then, the, the and, then, and, then and then we realised at nine o'clock they all just turn off so they get picked up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Good on you. It's been a great show, Stephen. Great CES. Um. Oh, yeah, it's been a good CES, don't you reckon? A lot of interesting things. Absolutely. Yeah. There's. There's. It's just incredible how there's always something new to talk about. Wonderful stuff, Stephen. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a safe flight back, and we'll uh, be back on air with 375 next week. Look forward to it, mate. Safe travels. Thank you. (laughs) 